Can you see it? Did you know Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It arms You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to bump you right now. What Burrow steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season Capital H Capital S, all one word at ZephyrEpic.com. Z E P H Y R Epic on all platforms. Using that promo code will get you five dollars off your order, and they have free shipping on any order over fifty dollars anywhere in Canada. As my co-host would say, in Newfoundland, all the way to. Labrador. Those are really close from to each Newfoundland other. From Newfoundland to Lab... Yeah, that's the literal, that's yeah, as close are... as you could have gone. <laughs> wow. I could from not have Newfoundland that more. to New West. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. We're also delivered to you okay. by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word. That will get you 25% off your first order along with free delivery. My name is David Quadrelli. Jeez, man. Wow. I tell you what the Just intro Just laboring there. through this intro. Well, you can't even hear it. You got the headphones on. You're leaning back on your old 19... 1950 Italian chair there. It sounds like that thing's going to go apart here. It's got heart. It's got heart. That's yeah. all that matters. My name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Fabier. I, I botched the intro, so I had to remind everybody that you once said your own last name wrong. Won't be the last time, I bet. You don't think so? No, I'm already getting it on uh, Twitter for pronouncing Klimovich's team horribly. And I, let me let me address that right <laughs> off the bat. I know I know that's not what it is. Yeah, but I also just kind of spit it out there at the same time. If you, I thought I could just get away with saying it real confidently, I yeah, completely are off with that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Make sure. Um, yeah, like I, I almost want to redo that intro because it was so bad, but oh. I, I don't think we should. I think we just go with it. Hey, we had some fun on uh, the Patreon as well. Let's we plug did. that right off the top. We never yeah. talked about the Patreon, but that was a, what did we do? A 30 minute episode there pretty casually. Yeah. Faber and Quad shoot the bleep, and it was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Chat a little bit about some exciting things moving forward here, and uh, chatted about some very Patreon content like yeah, I, I went out drinking I, last night you went out drinking I, I said some stuff we basically all you need to know 
is we put a disclaimer at the front of the episode. We were like, please make sure you don't have kids in the room. I've already had one Patreon supporter be like, why'd you put that at the start of the episode? <laughs> I said, well, then I was trying to think, yeah, we swore a little bit in that one. And yeah, no, this one definitely needed it. The subject matter and everything. But yeah, uh, if you want to go listen to it, 5 and $10 tiers gets you all the bonus content including Faber and Quad Shoot the Bleep, and hey, much more. Another thing, too, reviews. We always we never talk about reviews. We got some reviews, because I think I mentioned it the other day. I said, yeah. I said, yo, we, we don't want... There was that one review that was all about the freaking goalie talk. And what do we get? We get a bunch... We get three more new reviews, five stars each. Thank you so much for the five yeah, thanks, stars. Guys. It means... I don't know what it means, but it's good to get the five... It means a lot to us. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what it does, though, but it, it means a lot. Makes us feel good. Make, yeah, the five-star <laughs> things feel good. But here's the thing. All the new reviews are just calling me freaking Chris Fabier and saying that they want more goalie talk. That's the complete opposite thing oh, I asked for. That's I, funny. I just asked for one thing to, you know, talk about the, the podcast or anything, do anything else. And all I get here is, yeah, Fabier, uh, Fabier built the place, blah, blah, blah. Got us got a number two in the charts. Uh, blah 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 goalie talk that's all there is on these new reviews but they're all five stars so i, there I was, do appreciate that there was one review and you know i don't think this person meant any uh ill intent but i i did find it funny because it was it was titled uh long time listener uh i've listened since since faber got the podcast to like number five or whatever and then he's like and then quaz joined and the review just ends and i was like oh <laughs> yeah I mean, whatever. Some of the reviews aren't the best. Like, no. People are taking shots at us in the reviews, but they give five stars most of the time, so that's good. Yeah. I think exactly. one of our only ones that, like, isn't... Like, we have a handful that aren't five stars, but one of them was, like, back when I used to say absolutely all the time. That's so funny. And I still kind of do when we're doing interviews, but I think I've gotten a lot better at it. Yeah. I think so. You grow. You grow as a uh, podcast. And people don't know, right before we started this, uh, you had a little centipede running across the floor. I told you not to look yeah. at it. Ugh, what'd you do with it? I squished it and threw it in the garbage there. Thanks. Yeah, you were like, if you don't like bugs, which you know I don't, yeah, you were like, said, don't, don't look, look over and I immediately right looked. Yeah, I knew you were going to. Yeah. All right, where are we going to start here? I think... Uh, this is the first episode before training camp. Yeah. This is the calm before the storm, and Chris, we weren't sure if this was going to be the case. It certainly looks like it will be. The Vancouver Canucks' two top players are not going to be... At training camp, it really doesn't look like they're going to be there for the first day. Tomorrow, we have a media availabilities beginning with Jim Benning and Travis Green. Uh, more on that soon because that's our poll question today. But they're not going to be there. Like Tr- Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes are both in Michigan right now. Elias Pettersson was shortly in Vancouver. This is reported by Thomas Drance of The Athletic and Rick Dollywall. Shortly in Vancouver and left to go skate and train with Quinn Hughes in Michigan. There are a few NHLers there, like prominent NHLers from the Michigan area there that he's that they're training with. But Elias Patterson, no longer in Vancouver. I got to reach out to my uh, United States Development uh, Program sources because I'm guessing that's where they're training. I'm guessing they're at the United States National Team Development Program Probably. facilities. I got some sources there. I got to get, uh, I gotta get go. moving on that, actually. My boy's over there. Brock Faber. Brock Faber, he'll get me the inside scoop yeah. for sure. No, but uh, yeah, like back when we had all those, we had Caulfield on the show yeah. back in the day. Boldy was on the show. Bunch of great guests on the show. Um, but yeah, it's too bad because I think that it was a real positive to see Pedersen here in Vancouver, right? Like that was a thing that we we're getting pretty excited about. He's posting on Instagram. He's back in Vancouver. It's We're getting closer to that point where, yeah, he's going to be here at training camp. Now with him leaving to Michigan, everything that we're hearing lately, man, it's... 
it, like the thing that's kind of been was reported. I forget how it was by it was Donnie and Dolly. They've been doing just an incredible job lately. Dolly Wall is on his yep. like, you know, Dolly Wall's on his thing right now. He's yeah. rolling. Yeah, but his the report that I saw from them was that it, it doesn't look like the point that we all thought was going to be kind of the tipping point. We thought it was going to be training camp, right? You want to get them into training camp because of what happened last year. And it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like the start of the season is now the the tipping point, which is insane. That is we've talked about this like I don't I don't think it's going to happen, but to me this is a near fireable offense for Jim Benning if he cannot have these two in for regular, like for training camp alone is a big deal. But if seriously, if they get to game one of the season and you don't have even one, like you maybe you sign one, but you don't have the other. If you don't have both these guys in your lineup, this is a legitimate fireable offense to me on Jim Benning. And folks, this is why we were saying when Tanner Pearson was signed, we were saying like, this is a short, short sighted move. Like this is when they still had Louie and Beagle and Roussel. And we were like, okay, there's one more year left on those. Like that's going to be the end. They'll have so much free freed up money. And then they went and signed Pearson. And we were like, this contract's going to look bad like in two years. And folks, we're already here. Like, do you, do you really need Tanner Pearson more than you could have? Like you could have both of these guys long-term if Tanner Pearson wasn't under contract. Right. I mean, think about it. Tanner Pearson's making what? 3.25. Was yeah. It? Man. Yeah. Like that, that's, it's a huge knock for someone who, who Pearson likely, like, I think he's going to play on the second line to start, but he's more of a third line. He's going to, he's going to be third line player. by the end of the year. By the no end doubt. of the year. Yeah. I agree with that too. Yeah. And I just think that it's, that's a bottom six forward. It's, it, it's just astonishing to me that the way that this is all gone. I mean, I know that like it was like Jim Benning had to do a lot of work to this team to overhaul it from last season. And Everything give they him credit. Through. Did a great job. Did a great job. I this mean, team is looking great. Connor Garland, Oliver Ekman Larson sure, has a chance sure. to bounce back. Those guys are great. Yeah. Those guys are going to be fine. But you, how do you not have your two stars I agree. signed? I agree. How do you not have them coming into training camp? We talked we talk about this all off season when we were like tiptoeing around this because we didn't want to spend so much time on these contracts. But I think now is the point where we have to talk yeah, about Yeah, you have to. Right? We have to get into these here because, like, we thought that it would be done by training camp. Both of us were in that camp. Yeah. From hearing how everything was working, just thinking about how it was going to go through the the motions of getting these two star signs, you know, the money's there, right? There's about fifteen and a half million dollars after you after you pencil down some players after you get Furlan and LTIR, fifteen and a half million dollars. There's enough money there to get a deal done. There's enough money there for me to to have a long term deal on one of these guys, but. I think the strange thing, and like this is such a weird comparable, but the thing that's sort of like making everything really weird to me is seeing Kaprizov and how he's turning down $9 million on five-year deals in Minnesota as a guy who is the exact same points per game as Elias Pettersson, but played a lot less. And then, you know, if Kaprizov isn't signing for $9 million, I I seriously wonder about Pettersson because, man, if you would have told me at the start of the offseason – that Pedersen might be looking for a three-year deal over $8 million, I'd say that's crazy. Why would you give him a three-year deal over $8 million? But I think we're at the point now where I think that's what they're asking for. I think they're asking for eight plus on a short-term think, deal. Yeah, I think they're right? asking for more than that. Because I I think we even talked about this, and I've wrote about this quite a bit, but I was I always thought that it might end up being a two-year deal for Pedersen and a long-term deal for Hughes. Now a two-year deal for Pedersen, when I was first talking about this in the start of the offseason, honestly, I was thinking like five and a half to six and a half on a two-year deal. 
let him prove himself. He's you know he's battled injury a little bit in the past. He looked injured great in every the season. Every season, yeah, hasn't played a full season. He's been great in the playoffs. That's the big difference, I think, between him and you know. I think that gives him a leg up quite a bit yes. on these Toronto guys who signed these massive deals. But yeah. that's who's starting to be the comparable for him. I thought that two years would be something five point five, six point five. I think two years now is at least seven and a half. And that's, at least. that's what I think they're coming in at, which is that's too much money. Really? To me, I think that's too much money on a two-year deal. Okay, on a two-year deal, sure. Yeah. But you're comfortable paying Pedersen that, I think you're comfortable paying Pedersen that, but two-year deal, I think, should be a pretty... Yeah, that should be a real bridge. It should be a real bridge deal where you keep him on your RFA to sign him next time. I don't think it's 7.5. Is is Pedersen's camp completely forgetting about last season where he missed 30 games of the year? He missed more than half the season? Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. Pedersen, I... You know, I think he's the the guy who has a the best chance to bring a Stanley Cup to Vancouver. I think yeah. he's going to be the the leading force if they ever get to that Stanley Cup. It's going to be because Pedersen went on one. I think yeah. he's an excellent player, playoff performer, playoff performer, all that. But the dude missed more than half the season last year. Yeah. You know, there has to be certain parts of this negotiation that Jim Benning has to be able to, you know, like win a point. You know, in in a negotiation, Jim Benning has to be able to win some points, and that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. He he struggled to start the season last year. He's you know he picked things up quite a bit, and the Canucks missed him a ton. And that's probably the argument from from the agents as well. But it's not like he if he would have like first two years, Patterson great. Last year, not great. He missed half the season. If he would have had an excellent year last year, I'm all on board. I'm all on board for seeing like seven point five on a on a two year deal. But that's not what happened. He missed half the year. How does how does that raise his value? After two years from that, I just, I think that this is whatever they're doing with the Canucks management here. It's turning into it's it's turning into just an embarrassing look. And like, we're not trying to rip Pedersen here when no, we say this, right? This like, is his agent handling most of yeah. this. I'm sure Pedersen wants to be their camp. I'm yeah. sure Hughes wants to be their camp. But they and, they those two made the decisions to go out and hire agents for this exact reason. Yeah, right. Like Pedersen switched agencies because of this. They're totally entitled to do that too. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like. You know, you should hate Patterson, but man, like a lot of people are like you look at the. Well, I also want to touch on that. I see a lot of and sorry to cut you off a little Go bit, ahead. but uh, I was on one. You know, you, you were on one uh, little energy drink there. No free ads. Won't see which one, but a uh, little I energy like those drink ones. going on. Yeah, don't say it. But, um, you know, I've seen on Twitter and I don't even think it's because of these negotiations. Primarily, I think the injury plays into it. I think just kind of. You know, he had a slow start to the season last year when he was starting to heat up. He got injured. Like, folks, let's not remember how good or let's not forget how good Elias Patterson is, right? Like, he's starting to become a little bit underrated, I think, in this market. And I think, you know, once this contract gets done and once it's all behind behind us and everybody's kind of, you know, he's no longer public enemy number one for wanting to get paid what he thinks he's worth. Honestly, I think people are going to be shocked at how good Elias Pettersson is. Like, I think he's slowly but surely becoming underrated by some. Now, not by everybody. Like, there's still the fans out there that think he's going to be a, like a Hart Trophy candidate every year. And, you know, this guy's so underrated. Like, he is underrated now. But before, I don't think he was. Like, I don't think it was... Like people were saying he was underrated in his like rookie year and the year after that. I think he was pretty fairly rated at that point, personally. I think now though, among a certain section of the fan base, and you know, not even to group them, just a, a few people in the fan base, and 
more than a few, a lot of people in the fan base starting to become a little bit underrated. Like I think people have forgotten how much of a game breaker this guy is. And you know, when we look at the Pacific division, Chris, the Canucks are one of the only teams, obviously aside from Edmonton that has that game breaking forward. And Edmonton has two of them, but you know, like the Canucks have probably the best forward, the single best forward and the single best first line in the Pacific division, obviously with the exception of Edmonton. I I don't think that's a hot take, but I think for some right now, the vision is getting a little bit skewed. Like they're, they're seeing he wants all this money and well, he's never healthy. Like how do we know this guy's not going to slump again? Oh, I mean, you just look at the sunglass uncles on Facebook and the comments they're putting on sunglass. There. Those uncles, guys are wow. all saying that they want Pedersen gone, trading for someone who wants to be here and everything. Yeah. And you know, listen, those aren't the smartest people about following this organization, <laughs> but, li- but at the same time, those are fans of the Canucks. That's got a, a portion point. of the fan base. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying they got a point. That's, that is a portion of the fan base and that's yeah. how they're looking yeah. at it. And every day that this doesn't get done, you got more of these uncles jumping on Facebook with their backwards hats and their sunglasses and they're all in the front seat of their car driving, taking truck. selfies. Truck. It's a truck. Most time it's, well, sometimes it's a car, but they get their, they're out there on face. You see them on the Canucks army comments all the time. And, oh, and, yeah. and I think that some sunglass uncles on Canucks army. There's a lot of sunglasses. Anyways, they're uh, with, I just think it's, like, who's at fault here more? It, it To me, it's way more Jim Benning's fault. Well, you also, you know, like, and I get, I get that people complain about how Jim gives money to all the free agents or whatever, right? But, like, you don't want him to play hardball with these guys of all people. But, but you also you know don't want He's him to give done a blank good checks. Job with his more valuable players in the organization. Yes. He's done a pretty good job of Absolutely. getting a good deal done. Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, Connor Garland, list so goes it's, on. It's almost like... Like this is a point. Is this a point where you can be confident in Jim Benning that he's going to get a decent deal here out of this? Or I are you think so? I think so too. I wonder if they're like this, you know, it's weird. Cause like I'm saying this is Jim Benning's fault a lot of the time. And I'm, you know, I'm putting a lot of this on Jim Benning, but what if he surprises us with a contract that works well for the team? Like he's done with a Horvat deal. Like he's done with a Thatcher Demko deal. You know, Brock Besser's, it took a while. It took a couple of days of camp to get into it. Yep. I was trying to remember that. So I was at that training camp. I was at the first two days and he wasn't there. Yeah. So I just, yeah, go ahead. The one thing to remember is one phone call changes all of this, right? We all said that on the show last week. Ben Hankinson and Jim Benning got into a very heated phone call. We were told that F-bombs were thrown back and forth and they just wanted to get it done. It's possible. And I think the main thing to remember, and I think this is something that Jim is kind of hanging on to, and this is something that favors Jim and the Canucks. And, you know, we shouldn't pin it all on Jim because there's a lot lot of moving parts uh, that help in these contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. It's not all Jim. Um, the Canucks have in their back pocket that Elias was hurt last year, and he really wanted to come back. And look, this guy knows that there's a lot of pressure on him, I'm sure he wants to be at training camp. I'm sure he doesn't want to miss any of the season. There are a lot of times we have heard where players just say to their agents, hey, get it done. Like, I I want to be there. Get it done. And that's when agents and player camps start to cave. We saw that in the NFL. TJ Watt did the exact same thing. Exactly. And I wonder. Exactly. And I wonder. Exactly. And I wonder. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen, though, with these two. They went out of their way to get these agents for this reason. So you don't think you don't think They're even t- if it's you think this could go on to December. Oh man! Because at that point, well, sorry, I'll cut you off. At that point, I think it's the Canucks who cave because the Canucks 
start the season with a six-game road trip against Buffalo, Detroit, and a few other teams in there. Seattle as well. Think about it from each side where they would cave from. I think the players would want to cave before training camp. But for the regular season, you got a good point there. Exactly. It's the complete opposite. I think the team has to cave at that point. The team wants to get those wins against Buffalo and Detroit. If you start your season with losing two games against Buffalo and Detroit on a road trip, and you're trying so hard to convince everybody that last year didn't happen, I'm sorry. That's a tough, tough it's look. It's strange because we've talked. I've heard this thrown around a lot. Like, who's, whose courts is the ball in here? And I think it's it's bounced back a lot here, I think, over the last little bit. But just from the recent, like, the excellent job that CAA has done through the media, through getting Canucks fans sort of engaged on their end of how the negotiations are going, yeah. through Rick Dollywall or through, you know, Drantz or anybody, really, yeah, the way that yeah, they're yeah. kind of getting their point of how this converse, of how this negotiation is going, the ball's in the Canucks court right now where they need to do, they need to do something. Like the pressure's on Jim Benning more than anybody right now. I think it's still in CAA's court because I think I think I might be saying the saying wrong. Like I think the pressure no. is on the Canucks now. No, I think the pressure's on the agents. Okay, I think the pressure that? shifts to the Canucks, like you said, when the season starts right. or it gets closer to the season. I think you know, and don't get me wrong, there is some pressure on the Canucks tomorrow. You and I are going. Jim Benning and Travis are going to give at least three questions each about Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. And on top of that, every player that comes exactly. out is going to get one too. Because yep. you know what? Like, here's the way I would go about asking this question. And I might get the opportunity to do this tomorrow. I'm going to ask like, hey, last year you didn't get this training camp. You didn't get the preseason games. How important is it this year for you to have it? And what's the player going to say? Massively important. It's so big for us to get this full camp. These all these preseason games. Your follow-up question is, is you know, an alley-oop. Why, you know, how bad is it that Pedersen is not able to go through that? Yeah, what are you supposed to say, right? What's the player supposed to play, say? He just said how important preseason and training yeah. camp was. Wow, Faber's trap door. Holy My little cow. trap door that I'm going to set up tomorrow. Wow. Hopefully no players are listening to this. Yeah, JT Miller's going to be dropping F-bombs at me when I throw that one at if him tomorrow. If Caleb hears this, oh man, Caleb's clipping this. Evil Vancouver media, Faber. No, but like... It's, <laughs> I know, I'm just You joking. know what I'm saying? Like, straight yeah. up, it's... That's where we're at. And unfortunately, there's a way that they could have avoided this. Yeah, no, absolutely. But they didn't. This is just, you know, this isn't even evil Vancouver media favor. Like, I, seriously, this is just how things work. It's like, a this poor is, job. Yeah, this is the, this is, organization. At this exactly. Point. And their their feet are going to get held to the fire by the media. That's and, how and it you works. Know what? The way that we're saying it, and I think the way that our, our conversation is going about it, you're right. You know, it seems like the ages have the power now up until, until the season. Yeah. I think up to this point of training camp, like I said, I think the team still had some power if not more of the power but right now the agents they're in control man yeah i i do think though that there is more pressure on the agents to actually get something done uh you know once the season starts like we said canucks can't really start the season without hughes or Pedersen. now imagine them starting the season without hughes and Pedersen. we'll cut to break on the other side, we'll continue this conversation. We will get to the poll question as well. Now, a word from our sponsors. Folks, summer might be over, but the time to drink Squish is never over. This drink is taking its way into the fall, into the winter, and this is the perfect beverage for everyone. It's not one of those zero-calorie drinks that has no flavor and just tastes like tonic water. 
These ones have some flavor, folks. Squish Beverage, you can find it all over BC liquor stores, but I'm telling you, you got to do a little bit of digging. You got to go to some private liquor stores. If you find it, tweet at us about it because other listeners want to know where they can find the Squish Lemonade. Comes in a variety of flavors. My favorite, Squish Lemonade Passion Fruit or Squish Lemonade Pineapple. Kind of lean towards pineapple most of the time. So go out and find Squish at your local BC liquor stores or do some of that digging and find the Squish Lemonades at private liquor stores across British Columbia. All right, folks, you know what time it is? We are here to talk about our favorite beer sponsor, Parallel 49 Beer. One of the go-tos quads. You can find this one at most restaurants, too. A lot of restaurants. I've yes. been seeing it around. The Trash Panda. Simple. One of the longest standing beers from Parallel 49. Highly recommend going out to try it. Not just the beers, though. But the patio quads, the patio at 1950 oh. Triumph Street. Tell the folks about some food and the, the sweet little drinks on the side that I know you like. So the Muddler's Pink Lemonade is my go-to. But man, the food there, cheeseburgers, chicken bur- The spicy chicken burger was fantastic. Sub the pickles, right? Get the pickles instead Absolutely. of uh, jalapenos. Poutine, I had. Fantastic. I got some green onion in there and it's nice and melted. The worst thing about a bad, like what makes a poutine bad is when the cheese is not melted. This one, it's melted and it's very, very good. So go down, check that out. The poutine, the burger, the spicy chicken sandwich. What was that last thing we got? The, we got some wings. The wings, well. wings, the Korean barbecue wings. But they're also putting a roof over there. They're working on it for the fall, so it's not oh. just going to be the patio. We got rained out the other day trying we to did. go to Parallel 49, but they're putting a roof over it. Uh, the beers are always fresh. So many different beers on tap there. So go out and try some Parallel 49 beer. You can get it at every liquor store you can find, and also get on the 1950 Triumph Street to check out the street kitchen. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Chris... We should get to the poll question, the Blue Orca Sports memorabilia poll question for today. Go check them out at Fuel the Fan on Twitter and Instagram. Go check them out. Chris, what is the poll question today? Our poll question this week brought to you by at Fuel the Fan. You can find them on Twitter for all the autographed photos and other sports memorabilia. Check them out on Facebook as well. Our poll question, who are you most excited to hear from at tomorrow's media day? The options are JT and Miller. Brock Besser, Travis Green slash Jim Benning, or I'm angry. Quads. This is a tight little battle for the top spot. Who do you think's winning here? I got, I'm looking at it right now. I've got a vote. I am. I am. I am voting Travis and Jim. So Travis Green slash Jim Benning combined with I'm angry has 69 percent of the vote right now. And people, you know, we always put I'm angry nice. as an option, but. Like, people actually have a right to be angry that Elias yep. Patterson and Quinn Hughes aren't well, there. What do we always say? I'm angry is always like 12% of the fan base, no matter what. They yeah. always vote now on this. Now it's like second. It's up to 30%. Yep. And for good reason. I think we talked about a lot of it in the first half, man. And yeah, I've, I didn't... Like, you're the one who told me. I didn't know we were getting Jim Benning tomorrow either. We're getting Jim Benning in person tomorrow. You and I, first time ever being in person with Jim Benning. I have before. What? Yeah. When did you talk to Jim Benning in person? 2019 training camp. There oh. for the hockey writers. Hmm. Yep. 2019 training camp. I yeah. would have been there. You know, the, no, you weren't. The picture of me with the H2O, you took a picture of it. Remember? Oh, yeah. That was my first uh, training camp. I didn't know anybody at that point. Yeah. I was just a young, skinny dude walking into training camp, not really knowing anything. Drinking all the water. Drinking all the water. Staying hydrated. That hasn't changed. Still oh, drink all the water. Still drink your, your little Popeye's. Uh, yeah, my sippy cup, sippy cup, as Drance calls it. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? Like, is there not good? Is, is every question of Jim Benning going to be about these contracts tomorrow morning? I'm going to ask him how his day is going. 
just kidding. Um, no, like probably, and you can't really blame it's one anybody of these times for that. where where they've. Remember, like, in the past, they've put out Travis Green and Jim Benning together. Yeah. And all the... Like, I think it was end of the season last year. Green and... Well, that's what's happening And tomorrow. Benning were together. Travis and Jim are together. Yeah. So, that end of the season one we had last year, I'd say, you know, eight out of ten questions are rated Jim Benning. Not a lot to Green in the yeah. spot. Same thing's going to be tomorrow. What's what's happening with Pedersen and Hughes? That's what every question is going to be, a different way of attacking it. And Travis was had just signed a contract at that point, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a question for Travis. So I'll, I'll ask Travis a question. Sure. Don't have much to say to Jim. Who's the other guy that, uh, so I mean, I put out the poll question. Is there, who's a player that you want to hear from the most? So like, I I think it, I thought that they would run away with this poll. They only have 39%, still doing a pretty good job. Poll's still open for another 20 hours or whatever. But who's the player that you want to hear from the most? From and, a listener. And what do you want to hear from them? This is from a listener and he has a, Great point. Cap Space Wins Cup, Andy, who I played I played on his softball team for a game or That's two. Right. Uh, he 0 says, for 4, I believe, in the first game. First game, but then I lit it up 5 for 5 in the second game. Okay. I really just zeroed in, gave it... 5 gave for it. 5 doesn't mean that much in slow pitch, but I'll tell you what, 0 for 4 sure does. Okay, okay, man. I was, well, I was taking your advice, trying to upswing and stuff. That's not the kind of player I am. No. I have good enough hand-eye and bat speed that I could swing on a plane and just absolutely drive it. You know what's weird about baseball? I mean, we'll go on a little tangent here, but you know, like when I hit a ball... There's a lot more pop off of it than your body type. Like your body compared to my body. Why is that? Like why is me being bigger? I'm I'm curious to like because there's more like force behind it when you, you swing. Think so something. I feel like yeah. you should be able to swing faster than I can swing a bat, right? Yeah, but there's more like force behind your your body swinging because I would heavier. understand that if it was like if you and I were to run into someone in like a football tackle. Yeah, I understand how I could do more damage than you, but swinging a bat. I feel like you should be able to swing a bat just as fast as me, if not faster than I can. No, there's more. What's the word? Just because I'm bigger. Yeah, there's there's more. Uh, well, and you're trained. So, you, like, you know, if we took someone your size who's never swung a bat before and he tried, of course I could hit it further and harder than he can. But you're like a trained baseball player. Right. So you your saying, bat speed isn't that, that part, much like, different than mine. I'm curious to see. It would be cool. Like, do you remember the show Sports Science? Yes. I'd like to see a Sports Science on how a bigger person. A Faber and Quad make, Sports Yeah, Faber versus Quad Sports. Let's see what that guy's up to. He's not working. <laughs> I haven't seen that guy since Sports Science, whatever he's doing. Didn't that guy get arrested? I mean, maybe. Okay. Him and the ShamWow guy in prison together. Yeah, jeez. Okay, sorry. Back to sorry, back to yeah. what Andy said. He said, Bo Horvat, he's the team captain. I want to hear what he has to say about last season, this upcoming season, team expectations, and the absence of Pedersen and Hughes. Andy's bang on with that. Like, he's absolutely well, right. That's the right guy to throw that trap double question into. Because hmm? the, the trap question that I mentioned earlier, he's the guy that you ask first, say, how important is training camp? Wow. He tells you how important it is, and boom. Evil Vancouver media favor. I'm, Yeah, you know what? You know this. I'm like one of the only people that keeps my Twitter on like the white, like the light side, not the dark yeah, mode. Yeah, which is a little weird, yeah. Is it just called light mode? Yeah, light mode. So I keep mine in the light mode. Tomorrow, I'm flipping it. <laughs> I'm flipping it to dark. I'm going dark Twitter tomorrow. I'm finally going to do it. Oh, my gosh. And I'm coming in there, and I'm trapping players with questions about Pedersen wow. and Hughes. You make it sound so bad. Someone's going to actually like take serious offense to this as if it's not just like another day at the office. No, but I think it, I honestly think it's the best way to get an honest answer out of them. Yeah, it is. Because otherwise they're going to say, well, it's just up to the business. If you just set them up with an easy question like yeah. that. Yeah, you're just you're literally just explaining. Working on getting a one on one. Might not if I do these trap questions, but I think I'll be having a one on one this week uh, later on with a Canucks prospect as well. Nice. Care to say who or no? 
No, I won't say it till it happens. But uh, I get, I get just, my request maybe, get answered. I quick. just want to bring it up just quickly here, and I apologize. I hope that we can work things out better as the season goes on. But there is going to be a tougher. It's not going to be as easy to talk to prospects this year. Yeah, it might be. We'll see. We're going to don't see. say anything yet. We'll no, it's see. just it's going to. There's it's some different things going on that it's going to be a little bit more difficult to, to chat with prospects this year. Something I think I've done an incredible job of over the past two years is being able to be connected to these prospects. And I think things might change a little bit, but I think we'll end up finding a better point. We'll find a, a balance. Few, like a couple months in, I'm hoping that there's a... We can shift. find a nice yeah. little balance to yeah. how I can still be able to do the coverage that I feel like I've really excelled in in the past couple of years. And uh, hopefully we can find a little sweet spot, but... We're working will. on it. Yeah. We're it, working it'll on it. It'll happen in due time. Just a couple different things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, player wise, did I, I don't think you did you say Horvat? You agree with kind of what Andy said? Yeah, I, I, I agree with I agree with Andy. Like Horvat's the captain of this team. It's interesting to see what he has to say for sure. Right. And when you talk about Horvat, are you mainly saying the Pedersen? Like I'm thinking for Pedersen and Hughes to get a quote out of a player, it's Horvat, the guy who you think is kind of you know he's got to be put to the task of being the the final say on what the players think about Pedersen and Hughes not being. Yeah, there, right? absolutely. You're thinking it's him. Yeah, he's the authority figure here. What do you think about JT Miller? Because we know JT Miller sometimes can be bluntly honest about it. I think JT Miller's gonna be a little closed off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna get a lot out of. I think JT there's another Miller. player that might open up about it. Like who's another leader left? Is Brock? I mean Brock with his Brock friendship. Brock will have with some him. stuff to say. But yeah. again, not nothing groundbreaking. I saw Clarissa's little quote tweet where she saw that Pedersen's locker was empty. She was so sad. Yeah, that was so funny. Oh, that was I know it was sad, but yeah. I yeah, I think that it'll be interesting to see how how the players react to the It's too bad. Like the Canucks, I feel bad for them cuz the Canucks have put them into this position. Yeah. And us as the media, we have to ask about these. We have to ask about this. You know, yeah. I don't want to I would like to just talk about hockey, talk about the season going into it, but the big story of training camp that has been created by the Vancouver Canucks and their organization not being able to get a contract done is going to be Pedersen and Hughes not being there. Yeah, That's the big story of training camp. Pod Colson could look like the next Wayne Gretzky on the ice. He could look like the best player you've ever seen for a lot of these media folks at practice, just seeing Pod Colson. Klimovich might look like another. What if Klimovich looks like he's NHL ready at day one of training camp? That won't even be the top story. The top yeah. story, no matter what, is going to be Pedersen and Hughes. And unfortunately, that's just where the Canucks have put themselves in. They've walked themselves into this corner. Yeah, that it's is. Too bad. Yeah, that is. That is too bad because it'd be nice to but hey, talk about. You know what? Stuff. We've spent enough time talking about the contracts. Let's talk about what we're excited for for training camp. Because listen, we're putting out this podcast today on Tuesday. Wednesday we take off, but. Shorter Thursday. episode today because Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday. Friday. Yeah, That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four of the next five days podcast coming for everyone. Big, yes. big yawn from Quad. Yeah, That's sorry. not a great time. Huge yawn for me. But yes, um, I'm very excited for those podcasts. And the thing is, like, those are going to be like quick hits. Those are going to be short podcasts where we're doing it from the rink, talking about what we saw. 15, 20 minute segment, quick ad break back for 15, 20. Yeah, exactly. Right and when we're finished from training camp. This is why we signed Harmon. Harmon filling in for me on Saturday. I have some stuff to attend to and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time. For sure. So what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, so On ice stuff. No off ice. Mikey DiPietro looked so good at of rookie we're camp. Going down the goalie road. <laughs> well, sorry. This is the story I'm working on. Mikey DiPietro looks so good at rookie camp. Talk to Curtis Sanford, the night of rookie camp. Um, my request get answered really fast. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll freaking start this. Here. So I talked to talk to Curtis and I was just like, like, were you 
shocked at Mikey and he said, no, but I also don't want to put too much, um, too much into a performance at the first rookie camp of the year. Like, let's not forget, this isn't what Curtis said. Let's not forget that Mikey was facing shots from rookies and like prospects, like no offense to Connor Lockhart. He doesn't have an NHL shot. So if we're, you know, I was proclaiming and I still am that Mikey DiPietro is NHL ready. He was maybe facing like one or two guys who have NHL shots. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, it was the first practice of the year. Uh, so Curtis was like, yeah, it's, it's great to see. Don't get me wrong, but it's a starting point. Like it needs to be the starting point. This isn't the time to do victory laps and say, this guy is like, he's here, he's here, he's ready. There's no goaltending controversy yet. Um, but I am still going to stand by it that Mikey is NHL ready. Wouldn't shock me to see Mikey play in Sunday or Monday's game. No, absolutely not. Wouldn't shock me to see him get, you know, if they're going to go a full game, you know, I, I think that there's a good chance we see Mikey in one of those two. Yeah. Games. And I think he's going to shock a lot of people, right? Do you think it's Abbott? I think the smart moves play him in Abbotsford first Ooh, Monday. Ooh, that's a good one. Except, man, they are charging $75 for the cheapest ticket in there. 110 is the most expensive. How do you not start Demko? How do you not start Demko? Well, Mikey, I feel like Mikey would draw a very... If you're paying $75, you know, you say you bring the kid out. Or the kids. Say it's a family of four. Even a family of two. Stepdad quads coming in here. Stepdad quads. No, let's say you bring the kids out. Right, like that's an expensive night to go watch Mikey DiPietro play. When you could go watch a regular season AHL game where Mikey DiPietro is starting very shortly after twenty five bucks, I think twenty five bucks. Yeah, actually, it's not released yet, but around that. Well, it's, season tickets cost you about twenty five yeah, bucks. Exactly, per ticket. exactly. So it's ballpark range. Um, honestly, I I don't think. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying that, yes, this is Abbotsford's goalie. Like, let, let people get to know him. There's going to be a lot of Canucks fans there, man. Like, Tell there's going to be a lot better of people. deal to just do the 550, go to training camp. Like, I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't go to this game. But, man, if they're going to charge you that much money, $5, 100 bucks to yeah. get into there for a preseason game, I don't know if I'd be into Well, yeah. you know, maybe the people that are doing super well in the Fraser Valley can go to it. But, well, man, w- just wait. As a you're kid, paying too much for this preseason. As a kid, I don't, did you ever go to the super skills competition? Yeah, I liked the super I went skills as an competition. At one point. That's sick. I liked the super skills competition as a kid more than I like going to actual games. Mm-hmm. And that was a much cheaper ticket, right? Training camp is similar. You know, nobody's going to wear a cape at training camp. Um, goalies aren't going to be taking slap shots, unfortunately. But you know, y- it's still you're watching your idols in person live. That's cool for a kid to see. So. You know, if you're taking the kids out, you, I recommend training camp. That's just the way I say to people. Hey, listen, go. you got three days. You're going to be able to and see the best man, all of the players skate. And like what I'm trying to say here is that you know, for a lot of single families or single single parents, right, that want to take the kid out, this is their Canucks experience. They were like, oh, it's, it's close to home. They can watch the Canucks play. Like this is your intro to the city of Abbotsford, right, and the Fraser Valley. Like this is your intro to them. It's ridiculous. And for you're them making to it 75. Like, come on, I just. And I get it, like I get the business side of it, and I get that it's it's the you know like they they I I bet that they fill that stadium to fifty percent capacity. That's what they're allowed. The only reason I, bet I they can sell say out. that I understand it's because it's the Vancouver Canucks this time. Yeah. It's not the Abbotsford Canucks. Yeah, but it's even if it was like much. fifty, like that's still a steep price. But seventy five, like come on, man, for a preseason game. Yeah. yeah, it's a little ridiculous to me. 
And but also, you know what? I also saw the price. Uh, Rob, Rob, the hockey guy's been all over this today. But he also had the price from Spokane. Spokane. Oh, I screwed it up. Spokane. Again. Spokane. Yeah, uh, Spokane, Washington. Um, and Patreon support of the show, Lisa. She said it's it's like across the state from her where she's in Seattle. Yeah. So it's pretty far out from Seattle to go to this game, but it's it turns out to be like almost it's more expensive to go to that preseason game. Yes, it is. And but that's, that's the first preseason game ever though yeah that's in, a bad move by the kraken as well history. but you know they have a lot of new fans they have a lot of people that are just eager to be like i was at the first seattle kraken preseason True. game right it's a little bit different hey you know what i've seen the other day i was listening to ray and drags uh yesterday they had mm-hmm. travis green on the show um excellent interview and we're gonna have ferraro here pretty back and then i know draggers around vancouver i'd love to get drags on the show yeah never had him on the show but ray's friend of the show he'll be back on the show Potentially, if we see him at a training camp, maybe we'll grab him for a few minutes. But to hear yeah. them, they they were talking about a betting, whatever bet site that sponsors them. And the, the over-under for points on their site was 92.5 for the Kraken. What? How are you not hammering the under on that? Yeah, I, I would be. 92.5 points? There's no way. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I would be shocked if the Kraken are... Not like near the bottom of this Pacific division. This I, yeah. but you know what? Were people saying this about Vegas the first year Vegas came in? A lot of people no. were saying this, but I don't think to this degree. Yeah, not to this degree. And I think people were expecting Seattle to be better because of Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I think once you saw their roster construction, like I was waiting after that draft, I was waiting for them to make a big move. Like I was like, oh, they'll, they'll do something. No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No, it's gonna be. It's going to be an interesting year with the Kraken in here. Do you, Canucks better start this year off and, and beat up on the Kraken. First year to well, start the rivalry. They have to. Absolutely. But, man, they got to start this season on a six-game road trip, right? Like, if they fall to, like, 0-6 and, and say, or 0-1-5 and, 0 and, or, like or 2-4 and 4, and they don't have Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes signed, like, that's a big hit to morale for a team that had horrible morale last year, after last year. Like, everything that happened to this team right? That's a horrible way to start the season. And just to kind of tie it back to what we were talking about earlier, it's very important. They get these two signed hot take. I know. Yeah. Real (laughs) hot take to kind of close out the episode here. It's, I mean, media day is going to be good. It's going to be good to, uh, I'm kind of curious how we do because it's a social distance scrum is kind of what we've heard. Yeah. It's, it's how literally how it was in 2019. So Yeah. It's going to be us seated them in front of the podium. Yeah. That's what I said. It made sense to do. I didn't yeah. think we were going to be face to face all the reporters an inch away from each other's faces. I thought that was ridiculous because that's what it sounded like we we're doing. Well, that's what it's going to be for player scrums, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they'll probably come out in groups as well. I don't think we're going to get one player at a time. No, no chance. Yeah. 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 Anyways. This has been a fun episode, Chris. We're going to be, next time you hear from us, folks, we're going to be in the Abbotsford Center. It's going to be a lot of fun. Not very long either. Just around the corner here, two days. Two days from now. So make sure you had this episode all listened to. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode. For Chris Fabian. Hold on. One quick more thing before you say my last thing. Let's do this. Let's give give a little shout out for reviews, too. I want somebody come in here. Don't talk about goalies. Don't talk about Fabian. Or you know what? I don't even care. Do it if you want. Just we need uh, we need those reviews for some reason. Um, five stars, please. Five star reviews. You can call me. Fist- I'm Chris saying Faber if you keep you asking, people are going to go ahead and leave one stars because they're going to be like, you know, what? screw these guys. What? Yeah, someone's going to do that. Some bitter person out there is going to listen to this and be get like, them. you 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 were talking about asking tough questions to Jim. People don't like that. Someone's, someone's going to have a problem. To Jim, come on. Someone's going to have a problem with you that. You think that if Jim Benny didn't walk himself into this corner? 
of not having his two superstars for the opening of the regular season, then I would give him some slack. I would give Jim all the slack in the world. All I'm saying is when you leave your review, folks, just remember that my question to Jim is, I just want to know how your day is going, Jim. (laughs) Get out of here. For Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?